Happy Thanksgiving! I saw a Facebook ad with some turkey and they asked, What are you thankful for? And the other turkey responded, For vegans. <laughs> That was funny. I'm thankful for vegans also. Happy Thanksgiving and see you inside. Yes, so guys, welcome again. Happy Thanksgiving, as I said earlier. Uh, my God, it is like 30 day plus, actually 35 days left in the year. Can you believe it? Oh my God. <laughs> yes, it's 30 days. And um, I am very much focused on transformation. The last time we spoke... Um, I was telling you how I was, before I was giving you guys information because, you know, your girl likes to help. But also, I realized that to fully help people, I need to show this transformation in myself and not only know it in, um, in terms of an intellectual sense, with a little bit of experience, but also have that balance. So therefore, I would be in the flow, right? So enough experience and uh, with skill and also the intellect and show the transformation also to you guys. So basically, it's a self-experiment. It's like the Truman Show, but this time it's a true Nicole show. <laughs> And I've been doing a lot of research on mindset, consciousness. Guys, you would not believe the wealth of information is there. And it's so unbelievable because this information has been there for generations. But if you're not looking for it, you won't find it. And if you don't realize how to find things that you don't know that you don't know, I know that's tricky, right? But um, hold that concept because if you're over even eight, because I thought of this concept when I was very young, right? How to know what you don't know that you don't know, right? <laughs> so that one skill alone can catapult you and help you in various areas in your life, okay? So that is why this ratio of flow is very important. Now, I have made a commitment and it's very scary. Background, that's my coffee machine. I also use it to refresh in my room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's doing its thing now. So back to the topic. So... I am committed to do like a sprint to the new year. It's a little bit nerving, but um, one thing led to the other, right? It's like we're always building on knowledge, right? And so far, as I said, I've learned enough on, um, I've learned a lot on um, consciousness and your thoughts, right? And that has led me into other things, right? I did a lot of free lessons 
right? But what I know about these free lessons, they seem so impactful and they are impactful, but that's just the icing on top. Like you would go to these free lecturers and communities and so forth and you would think that, okay, I've got it. I don't have to pay for the course or anything. And yeah, you'll really feel you got it. But during these lectures, one thing, one way of finding out what you don't know that you don't know is always looking for the gems because sometimes they will say a name, sometimes they will say their mentor, so sometimes they will say a name of a book or make a quote, and at times they will make the quote and sometimes they won't even mention who it was, or they will show you like a snippet from a book, but they will not highlight the book, right? Because it is just very monumental in terms of the course, right? So they will show you information, but in a very discreet kind of way. So if you're not paying attention, you will miss it. So I've been scamming, well, not scamming, but scanning these lectures. And when I hear a quote and I don't see like who they're referring to, I Google it and then the name comes up. Or sometimes they will have many slides, but for the free courses, they will probably show you maybe 10% of the amount, right? And sometimes they will put up a slide that they didn't meant to put up. Then you take a picture of it, right? On the replay, of course, or you take a picture of a book. And then you research the book. So you just have to be very keen, right? Because these people have knowledge, right? But they had mentors. So when you hear them talking about, oh, my mentor, it's always good to search that mentor because that mentor has more information. And that mentor himself had other mentors and can explain the situation or the topic at more vast, vast extent or with different words, okay? That would open your mind based on your personality and how you process information. And also, they tend to mention books, books that they have written, books that they were inspired by. And this is a way how to secretly climb the ladder, okay? So um, I remember in high school, my teacher used to say, um, there's more than one way. You have to go through the front, the side, the top, around the corner. There's more than one way to do this one thing. There's many doors. So just don't look on the obvious door, like the front door. Because in every house, then you have some windows that are very big. You can step right through the back door, the side door. Some people have access to their basement from the outside of the yard, you know. Maybe you can climb on the tree and the attic has a window you can go in the house. But that's just a metaphor. There's different ways of getting the information, right? So don't just see it as this is the obvious thing, right? Just... Try to think about it saying, how else can I really get as much from this free course? Like, for example, like joining their Facebook group. This helps a lot. 
And especially when you find the authors of the books that they love or reference to or their quote, you go on the website and then you sign up for their email listing, right? Because that way they will eventually try to promote you, like advertise more free course to you or send you like a downloadable books would lead you to, which leads you to a wealth of information. So you want to keep on making your web, okay? <laughs> That's what I've been doing. So right now I was decided to become a coach, right? Because a lot of these things that I'm learning about mindset and, and all these things, I realize I have been doing them, but I have been an unconscious competent. And when you are an unconscious competent, you have thoughts of how you want to do things, but when life gets in the way, um, social media gets in the way, other people get in the way, your family gets in the way, or background from your countries and so forth gets in the way, you kind of eventually stop doing the things that you were naturally prone to do that was giving you results. Because you are an unconscious competent, you don't, own, you don't even realize those things were giving you the results. You just figure those were your methods to do certain things. And then because you're this age now, you're looking for different methods. But going through these programs, I'm realizing the method that I thought about when I was a kid is actually the method that they're using. And not knowing that, and I was dismissing it, um, it you fail to take seriously what has been working because you actually are not aware of how deep your techniques are right? And you know, when you are below the age of say 15, everything you do has like um, a natural disposition. I know there are paradigms in terms of what you learn from your family, your environment, your school, your culture. Yeah, there are paradigms. But paradigms, I mean right now, just for simplicity, say like personalities, like for example, every country because I used to sit down and have these thoughts, right? Which is kind of crazy, right? Such a young age, I was thinking about these things, right? But that kind of shows my natural affinity, affinity, right? And um, I didn't even know, realize that was a natural affinity. I figured everybody's doing it, right? <laughs> and that in itself will show you who you are really to your core, your real self, because who you the things that you are thinking about as a child is actually your true nature. And then as you get older, it gets bogged down, buried, and substituted. But really, you will always go back to your true nature. This is why years later, I'm referring to the things I'm talking about when I was under 10. <laughs> you know, so you'll always go back to there. And um, they say where your talent lies is your treasure, something to that effect. And... Being an unconscious competent, you don't know that. So you would skip it over for other things. So now becoming aware of that, I wouldn't say I'm fully sold in terms of confidence, 
but I see that I should not ignore it, okay? And also, I'm seeing that... Um, I'm seeing that believing in what I have or what comes to me naturally is something that I have to focus on, right? Because um, you have to focus on even belief, right? Because you're so used to having this particular talent or skill or love since as long as you know yourself. You take it for granted because for you it's normal. But it actually isn't normal because everyone is unique, right? Everyone has a different talent and how they put it together, even just crocheting. You know, everyone just have a different way of doing what they do best. And it takes little effort to execute magic for them in their talented area, right? So... This is what you need to focus on. And you need to, at the same time, believe that this is it. And that's the hard part, right? Because you have to learn what believe is. Because these words are going around a lot. And you don't really understand how deep these words go, right? And you don't understand what they truly mean, and you don't understand how to make belief practical. And with everything, there is like an engineering. For example, how you, they educate a child through school is an engineering. It's an engineering effort, right? That is why they start children at school at a certain age. And they're using colors and everything. It's, it's, it's methodical. It's engineered, right? So that is why, for example, let's talk about something like a culture. Like, for example, the culture of, say, like a Muslim woman, right? Um, I don't know if this is a correct word to say orthodox Muslim, but don't want to offend anyone. But, you know, this strict Muslim woman, right? And then you have, say, for example, an Orthodox Christian, a very strict one. Now, these two people, they're just individuals who were born into the world and happen to be born in different parts of the world, right? Speaking a different language, right? And each person have and affinity, right? This Muslim woman, she probably has talent in, for example, lingerie design. And this other Orthodox Christian female probably has talent in exploring religion of the world. However, her environment has given her values that is Muslim or Orthodox Christian, and they hold that true, right? And I'm not saying this is wrong or right. I'm saying your belief is an accumulation of your environment, okay? So if they were swapped, so this Orthodox Christian could easily have been this Muslim female. So these things are subjective. But what is not subjective is the fact that 
the original Muslim female. She's very talented in making laundry. And even if she was born in Japan, this is her natural affinity. It's just that being born Japanese or being born in Japan, then she'll be speaking the language, right? And she'll be making designs according to what is accepted in the culture. But at the end of the day, she will still be making laundry. You see what I'm saying, guys? So this is why your natural affinity is very important. And it's more important to understand that self, and what I mean by self is um, the spirit of who you are, right? The spirit of who you are. Because you can feel it, like you, you understand who you were when you were a child, when you had no restrictions, right? Of thoughts, you were an influence too much, right? This is more important than influence. Because, for example, um, for example, your belief is a system, Right? And you understand there's many different systems. So if belief is a system and you have this one system, you can easily learn another system. But who you are as an individual, you will always be that same person in each different system. So what is more important is who you are, your spiritual nature, your, that nature within you that has that natural affinity to whatever talent or whatever thought or whatever physical action you have. That is more important than influence, right? And influence is the belief in terms of culture, belief in terms of whatever organization you have, you're a part of. It is more important because if you move to another country, the system is different. And though you may do different, the same similar acts as you were doing in your country, over time you will start to change. You will start to adopt to that new system. Even if you're a Muslim, even if you're a Christian, over time. Because then you will be exposed to new way of thinking, which will enlarge your natural affinity. So this Muslim woman would still be interested in laundry design, but she would probably use different material or she'll probably use it based on the culture that is there available, right? But at the same time, her belief system will change, right? And if she goes back to her country, the people in the surrounding will see her as different, even if she still maintains her religion, I'm not saying she's going to change her religion. I'm saying that they will see how she approached life in a different way because she has adopted a different system or combined it or added it to whatever she had before. And this is natural and a lot of expats can tell because like for me, I'm traveling and I can see based on where I have been, that my mind and the things that I do has been altered. However, the person, my inner child is still the same. I still look for personal development books. I still am thinking about 
how to improve things. And I've been doing that all my life. However, how I operate has changed. How I see things has changed. Right? So that's what I'm trying to get at you. Well, um, I hope you understand what's going on. And one more thing I want to point out. Like, when you're trying to do something different, it's like either a removal or an improvement. Never necessarily think of it as, okay, I want to change from A to B. Right? And then you work so hard you, as an A, and you're saying, oh, how can I change into a B? Remember, the A has like three strokes, for example, okay? A A can never be a B. Can never. Can never be a B. A has the characteristics, how it's shaped, right? Don't try to change from an A to a B. There are characteristics of an A. What you need, an example is, what is to be done is just adopt the values of a B. I don't know if I explained that correctly. For example, um, say that I am an English teacher, okay? And I want to be a fashion designer, for example, okay? I have to literally not do teaching jobs. I have to literally put down my English books. Now, what I have to do is find out who is a fashion designer, right? A fashion designer works with fabrics, right? So instead of my English books, I start looking at fabrics. You saw what I'm saying? Instead of taking teaching jobs, I will go to design school or design jobs. So the activity I used to do, say, eight hours teaching, those activities now are about designing. So therefore, I just change my routine, basically. So my routine, so every action would spell success or every action that I'm doing will show you that I am a fashion designer. And if I don't say I have skills in English, as an English teacher, you will never know because everything I do is fashion designer. And if I continue among other fashion designers, it builds my confidence. So that's what I'm saying. So you can't be an English teacher doing fashion designing. You know, you have to transform, even physically, how you do your hair, right? Um, how your apartment is, the people that you hang out with, the books that you read, um, your, the mentor that you have, it all has to be fashion designing. So don't try to, don't try to try hard to be a fashion designer. Just look on what fashion designers do and only do that. And at the end of easily, I would even say 30 days, 
you'd be recognized as a fashion designer student or fashion designer enthusiast, but you would not be associated with English teacher, okay? Um, I hope you understand that little bit. So remember, change is about just switching your rituals, your routine, okay? Don't, don't try hard. Just switch your routine. That's all it is, okay? And sometimes it's going to feel scary, right? But this is a thrill of the chase because, you know, they always say, oh, it's the journey and not the destination, well, have the destination in mind because when you have the destination in mind, then you know that you need a fashion designer book and not the English book, right? But at the same time, this fright that you feel is, is an indication that you're winning. And when you feel that fright, it means that you're coming to the end of your comfort zone and you're going into another realm. It's like you're breaking into the, this, the other realm. So this is exciting. So it's like about um, reframing what your emotional feelings are, okay? So before, that's why I say it, I mean, <laughs> okay, I will not explain that part, but we all have emotions. Emotions are like, um, like our, how should I say it? Emotion is like our indicator, right? That something is happening, okay? So normally we don't want to feel anxious. We don't want to feel nervous. We don't want to feel scared. We don't want our hearts to beat. We don't want to feel uncomfortable because um, the human nature is homeostasis and it wants to go to a level that it's comfortable. So when you start doing something completely different, you will get this rush of feeling. But this rush of feeling is actually the gray zone. It means that you're in the transitioning state. And if you're transitioning to something that you like or where you want to go, View it as not like a negative feeling, but as happy feeling and get excited that if you feel scared, instead of, if you feel scared, because at first you're going to feel like a fright, right? Then program in your head, this fright is because it's going in a direction that I want to go, because it's an action that would lead me into something that I want to do. Now, this fright is actually your happiness. This is actually excitement. So you can have a lot of frights. If you have frights and you, and you see that it's danger, then of course, stay away because these are just warning signals. But if you're doing something to get you where you want to be and then you still feel this fright because you will always feel, right? And you feel this fright. This fright is a fright of excitement and that you're winning. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today and um, let's talk soon. So thank you for joining me again. I hope you enjoy my little segment. And I hope you review what happened this year. And it's still going on. So do something and sprint to 2023 also. See you soon. Ciao.